Ooh. That's an interesting one. How do you develop influence and have an impact beyond the scrum team? Um, yeah, I suppose we need to boil down what we mean by influence. Influence is really the ability to help other people see benefit in taking actions that you want them to take. Um, when I teach about it very often, you'll have the word manipulation come up. Um, and it's kind of the same thing. I can't uh, pretend otherwise. I think the intent becomes important, though, to differentiate. I can influence you um, in a way that is better for you, better for your organisation. Okay, so I think influence is very external focused. It's helping other people. Manipulation is very internal focused. I can manipulate you to do something to my advantage. As a Scrum Master, that's really where we need to start. A key part of this is making sure that the decisions we're making and the people that we're trying to influence to take actions, those actions help others, particularly our teams, our organisations. So we need to be clear, this is a tool, okay, in and of itself is not right or wrong to use. How we use it, though, we need to be very careful about. So we're there to influence people, help them make better decisions. And there are many, many tools out there, but really it's going to boil down to, do they trust you? Do they believe that you've got their best intentions at heart? Do you have the credibility to make that statement? Now, I've got many years in the Agile world, both as a developer, as an Agile coach, as a scrum master, as a trainer. Um, I hope people would believe I have credibility in that space, but I don't in being a vet. So you shouldn't listen to me as a vet. All right? You wouldn't trust me, and I completely understand that I wouldn't trust me in making decisions about your pet. So this is one of the key parts that we've got to look at is the credibility. Okay, you need to be credible to that person you're influencing. To do that, they have to look at a body of work that you've produced. That doesn't have to be blog posts and articles and you know something that you know Google Scholar references. They have to be able to look. Are you doing things for your team? Are you a good Scrum Master in an observable way? Because as you build that reputation of being good at what you do, it's going to spread. And people will hear about it, they'll understand it, and they'll say, actually, you've got the right to talk about this topic. I've, I will listen to you. you know, people will, again, I hope, listen to me talking about Agile, about Scrum, about Lean, about the myriad of things that I've worked within over the last two decades. Um, partly because I've been there, I've done it, I've got the T-shirt, I've got the war stories to share. That's an incredibly important part of your credibility. So we need to look at that. How do we build credibility? In fact, in the ACSM that I lead and the CSP, that is a whole topic in its own right. People don't realise it going in, but a key part is your knowledge. Do you reference books? Do you reference articles, videos correctly? That does help build that credibility. So we're going to establish our credibility. Okay. Next, we need to look at your reliability. Why would you trust somebody who isn't good for their word? You need to look at that. What's your say-do factor? Okay. How often do you say you'll do something and not do it? And if you can say, 
hand on heart, everything, everything you say you'll do, you'll do. Congratulations, you're a very, very small group of people. You are definitely the minority. We can all work on it. So do so actively. Make sure that when you say you're going to do something, that you've made a note of it mentally, in a journal, in your phone, on email, whatever you need to do to make sure you remember it and get it done. So you need to make sure that you do the things you say, but as importantly, check yourself before you say you will do something. Is that on you? Do you need to do it? Can you do it? Okay. So don't say you can do stuff as often as maybe you do. But when you do say you'll do something, make sure it's done in the time frame you agree to up front. Okay? That will help. People will recognise you're a reliable person, you're dependable. OK, we're now credible. We're reliable. We need a little bit of intimacy. Don't worry. Suitable for the workplace. This is how well you know somebody. Okay? This is your relationship. If you think about it, there are many people that you trust. And a key part of that is going to be you know them well, you know their strengths, their weaknesses. Okay? So you need to get to know people. This doesn't have to be they're your best friend and you go out drinking of a weekend. But they have to know you, they have to know who you are, they have to have heard of you, that reputation for reliability and credibility. Okay? Um, you need to look at those three aspects, the credibility, reliability and the intimacy of your relationship. And work on them to help influence people. You are more influenced by your closest friends and family than you may realise. And that is because they've likely established their credibility and their reliability with you, mostly. Um, but you've got very strong intimacy. So you can have some lower than the other. You need to look at them and work on all three, I'll be honest, to help influence people across an organisation. Now, that is all affected by your orientation towards self or others. That's that internal external thing. Am I trying to help somebody else or am I doing something for personal gain? Very much that difference between influence and manipulation coming in here. So what we've got to be clear and what we've got to talk about openly is how we're trying to help other people and honestly. Okay, Don't say that you're trying to do something to further other people that benefits you without admitting that. Nothing wrong with doing things that help you in your career, but it shouldn't be solely about that. So you want to look at that orientation, that self-orientation. Um, is it about you? If so, be honest, you're asking for a favour. But don't use the tools and techniques to get people to do that favour for you without knowing about it. If it's for the team, be really clear. I'm trying to help this team unblock this problem. I believe you've got a great way of doing that. I really want to work with you. That's fine. Okay, people will understand it over time. They'll start understanding. You don't do things for yourself. Not in the main. Occasionally, John says that he needs a hand, a favour with something. He's got nothing to offer. And it's for him, not his team or his organisation. That's going to happen. But what we have then is a really powerful model to understand trust. And with trust comes the ability to influence for the better other people. Now, if you want to look at more on trust and the trust equation, as it's called, 
There is a blog on Agile Center labeled up like that. And if I remember my sources correctly, you have a look at the Trusted Advisor website as well. But that trust equation becomes a very powerful model to have in the back of your mind to remember if people aren't doing what you think would be good for them, which of these levers do you need to pull? Where do you need to build to create that relationship where they will trust you, they will take your advice, your influence on board? Once we've got that, there are many tools that we can layer around it, be it mentoring, coaching, teaching, consulting, advising, you know, plain asking. Let's be honest, sometimes you just need to ask for the favour. Um, but step one is really build that trusted relationship. If you've got to this point in the video, I hope you've enjoyed it. If so, a like would be appreciated. If you want to hear more from me, more answers to questions that maybe you've got in the Agile world, please subscribe to the channel. And if you've got a question that you really want answered, drop it in the comments. I promise we'll get around to it. Thank you.